Welcome aboard Imagination Skyway, your grand podcast tour of the magic. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and in today's episode, we're going to finish off the discussion that we started in our last podcast episode, all about Disney Vacation Club and helping you to decide if membership is right for you and your family. As I shared in part one and want to reiterate here in part two, Disney Vacation Club is a very complex purchase that is really important for you to do your homework and make the decision that is right personally for your family. And in this episode, Brooke Philander and myself really break down some of the personal decisions and questions that we asked in deciding whether or not Disney Vacation Club is right for our families. But of course, no two families are the same. We share a little bit about some of the reasons why we became Disney Vacation Club members. And if you didn't listen to part one, I encourage you to please go back and listen to part one to learn some really important information there. But in this part two, we are going to sort of finish out this conversation discussing really what are just the basics of Disney Vacation Club membership. And if this is something that you want to consider further, I would encourage you to please do reach out to any of the three of us or go online and do some more research, join some member communities, do whatever you can to create and help make the most informed decision that you can for you and your family. But more than anything else, I really hope you enjoyed this discussion and hearing a little bit more about the thought process and why we became Disney Vacation Club members. At the end of the show, we'll return to Imagination Central, where I'll share some ways in which you can stay connected with Imagination Skyway, how you can continue to discuss this really big topic with other members of our listener community, and how you can help to support and inspire the future of this show. Please remain seated, keep your hands and arms inside the podcast at all times, and enjoy your grand circle tour aboard Imagination Skyway. talk before we get to one more thing before we get to the buying process um you know we're talking about disney vacation club membership but i feel like there's important terminology here um you can own disney vacation club without being a member um because there are other routes to go technically this has changed over time and depending on when you're listening to this episode could have already changed but the there is a minimum amount of points required to be officially considered a Disney Vacation Club member. Um, currently, you have to buy that directly through Disney, and you have to buy 150 points. It doesn't matter which resort you buy, but it has to be 150 points directly through Disney Vacation Club. You can technically own um, Disney Vacation Club with less than that. You can go there are contract options. Um, people do sometimes just to kind of dip their toes in the water. They don't me- They don't need to be considered a member. They don't mind. They just want to go a couple of times, a, you know, maybe a few nights a year. They don't need 150 points. They don't, maybe they can't afford it right now, but they just want to get started. Um, or they go the resale route. Um, you know, th- those two options, you're not officially considered a member. You could still use your points at your home resorts. Um, and we'll obviously have to talk a little bit more about the 
the stipulations about resale versus owning directly. But you know, when we talk about becoming a Disney Vacation Club member, going directly through Disney, buying the 150 point minimum, let's talk a little bit about what that means. Um, so, Brooke, you've been a member for a while. Um, you know, what does it mean to actually be a Disney Vacation Club member, and what are some of the benefits that come with that? Um, yes. So being a Disney Vacation Club member means that you are eligible for membership extras. Um, that's kind of one of the big um, terms that you'll see a lot and in a lot of the fine print at when um, Disney announces opportunities for Disney Vacation Club members to do cool things, um, access unique spaces. Um, so Basically, a few of the um, a few of the core perks, I would call them um, DVC members get discounts uh, on a lot of things. Um, there's uh, it depends on whether you're at Walt Disney World or Disneyland. It, it varies by resort. Um, but at Walt Disney World, uh, currently the discount is 20 percent off of merchandise. Um, there is a 10 percent discount at many certainly by no means all dining locations um there are uh you get a lot more dining discounts actually i would say at disneyland um as a dvc member uh but a little a lower um merchandise discount it's 10 percent there um so that's a big one and that's i mean that's immediate you know money making your money back um in a few different places that uh you don't even necessarily factor into the initial cost um and then the unique spaces, um, there is a Disney Vacation Club member lounge at Epcot um, that is free to access. Um, there is also one that just opened at Disneyland, which um, I think only Philander has been to so far. He can maybe uh, talk a little more about that. But these are spaces, um, again, free for members. Um, you can bring a certain number of guests. Uh, I can't quite remember how many, but it doesn't necessarily have to be just your family. Um, that's on the contract. Uh, there's free soft drinks, places to sit, charge your phone, air conditioning, um, nice place to take a break. Uh, at Walt Disney World, there's also Top of the World Lounge at Bay Lake Tower um, with amazing fireworks views. Um, so those are you know, some of the unique spaces that you can only access as a member. Um, and then things like member cruises. Uh, Disney Cruise Line offers member cruises. Um, there is a Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser member voyage um, happening this August. And I I did a DVC member cruise to Alaska last year and it was it was beyond incredible. It was like a mini D23 Expo on water. There were so many special guests. We got so many goodies. It was incredible. So um, the perks, there really are a lot of perks. Um, and I think it's it would be a big shame to only at this point in time, now that they've really uh, eliminated accessibility to perks for resale buyers. Um, I really kind of recommend that anybody who wants to get in on it strongly consider buying direct to become a member first. And then if you still want more points, you could potentially add on with one of those resale contracts. Yeah. Philander, how is that member lounge in Disneyland? I'm looking forward to checking <laughs> it out when I next oh, yeah, get out there. They did such a fantastic job. Um, it It's very well themed, I think, was the thing that blew me away the most um because the one at epcot is very nice um and acts as a really great private space and has that really fun like uh atrium style feeling this one they because it's situated in tomorrowland and disneyland proper they wanted it to feel like you are in a space station you know in space so they spent a lot of effort theming it and i think for the first time they actually put um stuff in the walt disney archives on display inside which is 
you know, really fantastic. They truly didn't have to do that, but I'm very happy that they did. Uh, but it's great because Disneyland has definitely needed something of that for a long time and has always kind of been the um, uh, little stepsister to Walt Disney World with so many more, you know, offerings, hotels, uh, properties and spaces to use your membership. So having that there is really great. And then another thing that um, added to all the great stuff that Brooke mentioned was the Moonlight Magic Parties, yes. which are so awesome. Yeah. Um, where they have private events for vacation members and their friends and family only. Um, so that's great. Where imagine it's Epcot, but it's only filled with Disney Vacation Club members and their friends and family. So a private night in the park where everything entry is complimentary. All of the uh, the snacks and ice cream bars, and they have a, a fun swag that they gave you. All of that's complimentary. So like a imagine a four or five hour party with just members in the park where everything has got short weights, you know, that's always really great. They do quite a few of them throughout the year. I think there were, there are eight planned for this year, I believe. Um, and it'll be a different park. So one could be California adventure in California, or you have, um, you know, Epcot or Hollywood studios out in Florida. So all of these perks are great. Like Brooke mentioned at this point in time, it, it, you know, why would you not want to buy in that way to be able to access these things? Cause that just creates more value for what you ended up spending, you know, with all these discounts that we're mentioned and the private spaces, which are incredibly useful, especially if it's like a hot or rainy day at either property, um, you know, getting to go to the parks, uh, uh, complimentary, um, uh, in a private space where it's, you know, five to 10 minute waits for everything. Like this is all really great added value. There's also a uh, membership magazine that comes to your home. Uh, I believe it's quarterly, I think. Uh, that keeps you um, like abreast of all the different happenings around the um, the you know the membership community, for, which is really great. So yeah, it's 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 really good as to why you'd want to buy direct, at least for your maybe potentially your initial contract, or for people that choose to buy Riso, which I know we'll get into, uh, to have at least one of your contracts be you know from Disney, so that you can get all of these really great extra things. The one thing I'll add. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the uh, Moonlight Magic, um, I gave that example of just those two nights at Boardwalk already, you know, going a long way towards the cost of my annual um, my annual dues. If you the Moonlight Magic events are, Flanner, I'm glad you mentioned them. They're amazing. And it's basically it's just like an after hours event. There are special characters. Um, it's very comparable to that. And those are typically around, you know, I think around one hundred and fifty dollars per person, a tick, you know, for a ticket. And um, you can bring um, everyone who's staying in your room on your DVC points or up to, um, I believe it's up to five total people. Um, so yourself and four guests. So if you were to consider the dollar value of just that one night experience, you know, and however many you are able to do of those, um, it really starts to add up quickly. Similarly, Bay Lake Tower, if you go up there, you know, you'd have to spend a lot of money to eat at California Grill to get that same evening fireworks view that um, you can access at Bay Lake Tower as a member. Yeah, really amazing uh, deals that come with this. The The one thing I'll add is the annual pass holder perk as well, where you can, as an out-of-state um, resident, get access to the Sorcerer Pass at Walt Disney World, which is a really great deal for my family. We can travel the week of Thanksgiving and the week of Christmas, but we traditionally don't because we're usually home with family events. And so we don't really travel to Disney those two weeks. So we're just blocked out of those two weeks. But the cost is 
um, it's over $400 less per person compared to the IncrediPass. So when you add that up for like a family, if you have a family of four and you don't mind not having tickets those two weeks of the year, um, you know, you'd save your family 16, 17, 800, $1,800 on annual pass holds, annual passes per year um, with the option to get that sorcerer pass that you would otherwise need to be a Florida resident um, to get. So um, like lots of really that that to me also sold me on the value of this is the savings, knowing that being DVC members, we can get the sorcerer pass, renew our pass every year, split our vacations into two smaller week, two smaller, two week long trips in a studio um, and get a lot of bang for our buck with that or just do still that one big vacation in a one bedroom villa. Um, and the other thing I'll add just. Uh, just because it's important is that, you know, Disney Vacation Club offers all this now. These are definitely subject to change. And Disney is very clear about that from the start. Like they've always offered some sort of perks, but the perks have changed over time a little bit. I think at the very beginning, they offered free tickets with um, or like a free annual pass with DVC, like way back in the early 90s. And then, of course, that was subject to change. They took took that little perk away, but they've added so much more in terms of these events and um, special cruises and so many other offerings that are great too. But um, yeah, to both of your points, like really worth looking into buying directly through Disney to officially have that blue card, um, officially be that Disney Vacation Club member and uh, to access all these wonderful perks that come with the membership. Let's... um. Let's pivot to talking about if we've if we've sold you on this. There's a, there's a couple of other things to talk about um, after this, but I definitely want to talk a little bit about the uh, process to buy Disney Vacation Club as a member, um, and uh, maybe I'll I'll start with uh, with my story first, just because it's it's pretty fresh in my head. Um, but uh, and I've done several tours, so there you have a few options if you are. At a like a Disney destination, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, there are Disney Vacation Club centers that you can go, preview centers that you can go to actually be, you know, start the process of becoming a Disney Vacation Club member. You can also do this um, from home. So we actually became members over the phone um, and online. That's that was how we signed all of our paperwork just last month. We were not at Walt Disney World. Um, but the uh, the last tour that we did take before that, we were on property. If you do the full tour, it's about 90 minutes. Um, it can be a little bit longer uh, or shorter, depending on how much you already know. And the guides are pretty upfront. So even for me, I had worked at Disney Vacation Club. I kind of went in knowing what I was looking for. And so they skipped the whole, um, you know, the whole show element of it. Didn't really walk us to the model rooms. Didn't explain Disney Vacation Club from scratch. They just took us right into a private room, discussed the options with us, um, and helped us make a decision there. So the the process is is very, very straightforward. And the thing I love about buying through Disney Vacation Club is how low stress and low pressure the whole situation is. Um, you know, there are timeshare horror stories when it comes to the sales process. And Disney's Vacation Club sales guides are incredibly professional and low pressure when it comes to making this decision. Um, you know, candidly, we did take a uh, we we decided to do one of those you know timeshare uh, 
presentations because it came with like a free week at a resort. And we were just like, oh, you know what? We'll just go in and we'll tell them we're not interested. That uh, obviously is how most people think about these uh, these timeshare presentations. Um, the only way we were actually able to get out of that room was Joanna had to actually cry. Like she had to break down in tears in front of the salesperson to have them let us leave, but they would not let us leave that room. We were like, when I say bullied pressure, they had like three people hovering over us with contracts in front of us to sign that paperwork. Like I have never felt so sleazy about a sales process in my life. And it was a major hospitality company. This was not a rinky dink timeshare in the middle of nowhere. Like this was a major brand recognized, like highly reputable hospitality company. I'll leave it at that. Um, Disney Vacation Club, I've, like I said, I've done several tours. My process, every time I went and said, you know, it's not the right time, immediately was met with no problem. You know, if you change your mind, give me a call. Done. Here's your goodie bag. Have a nice day. Um, like very, very, very friendly. And to make things even better, um, and I didn't share this in the beginning, but I said we were interested in Animal Kingdom Lodge in 2019, and we actually ended up signing the contracts, getting our member ID number, and then a few days later deciding that we had probably done this at the wrong time because we had other important things we wanted to do with our money in the short term. Um, so we decided, you know what, this is really hard to do, but we have to back out of this. Um, Disney puts very clearly in the contract, and I do not recommend going in with this, but, uh, you know, with this mindset, but, uh, just to show how easy this process is and how friendly they are, um, you know, they include in the contract, there's, you have 10 days after you sign the, the first paperwork or put down your initial deposit, I should say 10 days to change your mind, um, and back out. They have one sheet that's included in your contract that says, you know, notice of cancellation with easy instructions. All I had to do was send an email to one email address and very clearly not any particular language to say we're canceling our membership. Um, I got an email back within that same day confirming it. I got my money refunded 100% and no questions were asked. And that was it. Membership number was gone. Money was refunded. Done deal. Um, so then when I went back, obviously, years later, um, my guide, my DVC guide, who I'll give a shout out to, um, Elisa Ponte. She was even like with that whole situation, very understanding, um, and still gave us like, helped us get the best deal possible on our Disney vacation club membership to make it worth it for our family. Um, and the timing was right. And she made the whole process incredibly easy for us. So, um, the whole purchase process, if anyone's like heard horror stories for timeshares, I just want to let you know that Disney is not one of those situations you can go just get information if it's not right for you you can leave and if you tell them you don't want them to contact you they'll put you on a do not call list it's that easy um but uh blander i'm assuming you probably did not have as a uh as crazy of a buying process as mine but what was your uh what was the buying process like for you uh, i remember ours was also very kind uh and so sweet um i think he's still i have a different guide now but his, the gentleman's name was fernando molina so if he's listening also shout out to him but he was really wonderful um and you know we had done our research as well and we were considerably younger back 2007 seems like a lifetime ago but 
going in and asking the right questions. And um, we actually went in the first time we were unsure. And before we left, he gave us fast passes. We were at Disneyland for ours and he gave us fast passes to use just because we had showed up to hear the presentation and, you know, to leave with a gift, even though I didn't actually give them anything was, I, I that remember that stuck with me uh, for a while because they had no need to do that at all, but did it just, you know, because it's Disney and the guest service is, you know, so well known and we eventually didn't end up buying and, um, but that process, like I was mentioning with you, Matthew, was, is, was so seamless, you know, they almost acted like a, it almost acted like it felt like a uh, a friend or the guide was a friend that was already in the club and they were trying to kind of see if you were interested but not there was no pressured like feeling or situation that came from it at all it was uh you know even when you when i first walked i remember they you know offered us water and oh yeah take a seat right here and you know they brought over all of the stuff that was they kind of very clearly laid it out and um they didn't push any narratives even after we decided we wanted to and we were still trying to figure out the 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 points that we wanted. No one tried to make me get any more than I thought I needed. You know, they did a very good job of breaking down what each amount would give me, and never did they try to push a narrative that it. You know, you're probably going to need more for this or this or this. You know, anytime that we talked about a potential or potential point value that interested us they actually talked about all the great stuff we would get to do with that amount that point value so saying oh if you're getting 100 uh, or you know 150 you'll be able to do this this and this or not the well you're only getting 150 you can only do this and this and this they didn't bring that up at all because obviously there is limitations for the amount of points that you decide to purchase but they ne he never brought that up you know because there are some people that probably have enough points to stay in you know, the biggest room during New Year's or Christmas all the time, but he never said, you know, just so you know, you're not gonna be able to do that. You know, it never felt that way. I felt they're leaving, felt leaving after I purchased that I got exactly what I wanted and that he helped me get exactly what I want. And I think that was probably the best um, aspect of it. You know, you know, there was no like remorse and I got, I should have bought more. And of course I've gone back and got more since then, but I have never felt that Disney was like begging me or pressuring me into that position. Yeah, it's it's very refreshing to have that. And I think, you know, people should know the reason why they are like that is not just because of Disney's reputation, which is extremely important to uphold, but also because they don't need to pressure you because they have so many people who are happy to become Disney Vacation Club members and a product that really speaks for itself in terms of value that you get out of it. Um, so there's no need to like, high pressure go for high pressure sales tactics because even you know candidly like the week after we purchased was when or sorry not a week two or three weeks after we had purchased was um when the villas at disneyland hotel went on sale and it became very challenging to get in touch in contact with elise directly um because she had just like been swarmed and overwhelmed and she apologized profusely to me every time like getting back like she'd email me that night and say like so sorry can i call you in the morning or can we handle this over email but like she was overwhelmed with calls about that resort so they have people lining up ready to become members um they don't need to pressure any individual family to make a decision that's not going to be right for them so that is always really wonderful and what i also really love is that you know it takes about a month when you buy through Disney directly to like officially close, um, cause it is technically like a, a real estate 
interest piece of property. Um, so you are there's there's legalities that go into that, and it's not just like you buy a park ticket and that's your ticket. It's it takes about a month to officially get that title and for the whole process to go through the motion. Um, but that doesn't matter. Literally, the moment you don't even have to sign paperwork yet. The moment you give them that initial deposit, whether it's the ten percent down or even if you're paying in cash, you can still decide. You have a month to pay it off with cash, so you can just put down initially that initial 10 percent deposit. Um, within, I think it was an hour later, I got my my membership number um, and was able to immediately access all the perks. In fact, the next day, I got Joanna her sorcerer pass. We hadn't even signed a contract yet. Um, so, you know, I have to go and validate that I'm a Disney vacation club member, but they don't make you jump through hoops to wait to like officially pay this off to become a member, right? From day one, you put down that 10% deposit, you're a member. Like that's, that's it. Um, so it's great that they, they immediately throw you in. You can see, you could access your, your Disney vacation club portal. You can play around with it and they, they kind of peel back the curtain because they know that. When people start seeing this, even from the first day, knowing that they have 10 days to back out if they want to, that once you actually see your membership perks and uh, the the dashboard and everything else, that you're not backing out, that this is this is a pretty amazing product. Um, anything else we want to talk about when it comes to the buying process? I feel like there's you know, some specifics that I'd probably advise going directly to your Disney Vacation Club sales guide directly. Um, or getting a Disney Vacation Club sales guide and and talking through the the purchase process. There's documents to sign. That's there's a whole there's a whole number of things that you have to do. But um, it's otherwise pretty simple, I find, to uh, to officially become a member. Yeah, they you could uh, that process of me just adding on a little bit at the Disney Hotel. I was in there and out in maybe 45 minutes, which is a scary, <laughs> I jokingly say a very scary way to like give someone money, but it's that seamless and they are that helpful to where, um, despite the fact that you're signing so many different things, um, they make the process so simple. You don't feel like you have to jump through hoops, having someone there to kind of walk you through the process and let you know. And they obviously give you their card and email address, phone number, if you have any questions and reach out. And um, that I think was, you know, it, it, how how quickly you can you know give the money and get more points is is fascinating and you know I don't regret it at all and I haven't had uh, up to this day that I did it and I'm um, I'm always happy that they are never um, they're never unreachable in the sense that I just obviously be busy with new properties it always feels like they are if you have questions they are around to answer them. Yeah. And honestly, like there was a time where I needed to get in touch with somebody in the last month. Um, and again, like Elise was overwhelmed, understandably. So I just reached out to member services directly and they answered my call within two minutes and they answered my question. And that was it. You know, that was it was as simple as that. Um, the other nice thing is that after I think it was three, two or three weeks after we had um, started the process, I actually got a call from the quality assurance team. And they just reached out to see if I had any questions about membership. And I had a couple. I just asked those questions. He was very nice. He just, you know, addressed my questions right there. Um, so they're just really helpful from beginning to end. Um, and the other thing with the buying process, real quick, that I should I should add is that they work hard to actually get the price down for you. Um, like there's no negotiating with Disney. Um, there might be with other smaller timeshare companies, but there's no negotiating with Disney. 
but they do have incentives to purchase at different point values or at, um, you know, like if you get referred by a member and go through a formal fill out a form, um, you get like a small little discount that you get on your your membership. Um, but Elise asked me, she said, so first of all, we know you get the spring discount that they had, the spring incentive. So this is how much it comes out to. Um, she said, are you a Disney Visa card holder? I said, yes, I am. She's like, well, the point value you're looking at, there's this incentive too. So we'll add that on for you. Are you going to Walt Disney World in the next few months? I said, yes, we are. Great. Can you give me the reservation number? Boom. Okay. Here's another discount for you. Like just stack <laughs> them on as much as possible um, to help me get that price down. And then right now they are offering, and this has changed over time, but they are also offering, um, oh my goodness, Magical Beginnings. I couldn't think of the name. Magical Beginnings. So they, to help members in the beginning, because they know the purchase price can sometimes be a lot for some people. It's maybe a little bit more than they're willing to stretch. Um, Disney will offer to buy back if you're willing to forfeit your points for just the first year, um, they'll buy them back for you. And they had a deal they were running right now that it was $22 a point um, that they bought it back. So it's a, a a pretty big savings on that initial purchase. And you're just getting rid of, again, like one year's worth of points um, to do that. I think it was a special like uh, spring offer for that uh, magical beginnings. I that might not be $22 a point if you call them today when you're listening to this, but um, you can always ask about Magical Beginnings if you want to. Um, they either offer it as a cash rebate um, so you can pay for the membership and they can send you a check or they can just cut it from your total purchase price and they're happy to do it either way. Um, and then if you're not a Disney Visa card holder and you are looking to become a Disney Vacation Club member, I strongly advise you consider it um, for a couple of reasons. First, you can pay for Disney Vacation Club with a Disney visa. So um, that's kind of how we that's how we paid off our Disney Vacation Club was not through checks or, you know, we we just called and, you know, we put down a certain amount on our credit card. If you finance, it's the same thing. You can pay it off with your credit card. Um, and in your annual dues, you could put on a credit card. And then the Disney Premier Visa, which is the one that we have, it's a $49 annual fee, but you get 2% back on all Disney purchases, which include Disney Vacation Club. So actually buying or financing or paying for Disney Vacation Club is considered for that 2% back. Um, annual dues, 2% back. Um, you know, everything that basically your Disney Visa annual fee is probably going to... Uh, break even with your Disney Vacation Club membership. So it's worth looking into as well. Plus any perks they might be running through the Disney Visa um, card for buying DVC. One other thing with regards to purchasing, we've talked about how many points people should consider. It really is dependent upon your family and obviously something you should talk to Disney directly about um, and do a lot of homework, talk to members, uh, that's I talk to a lot of members to get an idea of how many points we should consider buying um, is uh, buying through the resale market. So we've talked about this, or we've teased this up, um, that there is a resale market for Disney Vacation Club. Um, Brooke, do you want to talk a little bit about, because I know you've you've purchased at least, you said you purchased through the resale market, your uh, Saratoga yeah. Springs contract. So mm -hmm. what, what are some of the differences with that? Well, I wouldn't even 
really discuss that one because it has the the policy has completely changed um, since that time. Um, that contract is essentially grandfathered um, into most of the same perks um, that the blue card members as the, there aren't physical blue cards anymore, but as yeah. a member, you will often hear people talk about blue cards because you used to get a blue Disney vacation club card. And that's what you would use to show your discounts. And that also, if you had a blue card, you were eligible for all of the membership extras. Um, so current restrictions are, um, are pretty, they're, they're very tight. Um, so basically if you purchase a resale contract at one of the original 14 Disney Vacation Club properties, um, so that is everything except uh, Riviera and the villas at Disneyland Hotel. Um, so if you if you purchase resale um, at any of those original 14, you can only use your points at um, those 14 resorts. Um, so that excludes Riviera and the Disneyland hotel um you can't ever stay there using your points um and there's still you know there's still a lot to be said about the value of that that's you still have a lot of options a lot of flexibility you don't get those discounts you don't get those perks um and then resale owners who purchase at riviera and at the villas at disneyland hotel um if you buy resale at either of those you can only use those points at that resort um so that means, um, again, there, you if you book at 11 months, um, then you're probably okay. And you know you just want to stay at that resort, you're probably okay. But um, relying on, you know, having any, if you wanted to have any sort of spontaneity, um, you're probably in trouble doing that. So um, there's a lot of savings to be had buying resale, um, but there are a lot of caveats right now. And I think, you know, Disney could continue to, um, well, I suppose whatever the whatever um, whatever the policy is when you purchase, that's kind of you're locked into that. Um, so, but again, as we mentioned, things can always change. So, when you listen to this podcast, um, they could actually tighten restrictions even more on resale contracts future. Yeah, they can. Um, the main advantage or the reason that people do, I know, go through resale if their that's their only contract is to save money. Um, because obviously the resale contracts because of those stipulations are going to go for less than if you buy directly through Disney. Um, I think one thing that often confuses people is that Disney lists, and if you talk to them directly, they give you those options of what's on the website, Riviera Resorts, which right now, Riviera Resort, Aulani, um, Grand Floridian, and soon to be May 31st, um, Villas at Disneyland Hotel. You technically can buy an older property directly through Disney um, and buy that 150 point minimum. So you can ask about Boardwalk. Um, you don't have to just go through the resale market to get that Boardwalk contract. The one thing I will say is that generally the properties that are more in demand and have smaller supply. So Boardwalk would be a great example. That is going to run for more than most likely i have to actually look but i'm pretty confident that boardwalk if you go directly through disney will cost even more than the newer properties because of the limited supply that's available from buying back points from members um, and the fact that it is such a high demand property so if you really want boardwalk and don't mind not having 
the perks that come with it and some of the stipulations. And that's a case where resale market might be the decision for you. Um, but I can tell you anecdotally, because uh, Elise did share this with me, that you know we got Grand Floridian not including the the discounts that we got. Um, so the retail, just the retail cost of Grand Floridian when we purchased was two hundred seventeen dollars a point. If you know this was from them adding on that second building, um, refurbishing a building to be add to be added DVC property rooms um, on the existing twenty fourteen original condo association contract. Um, if we had purchased in between, it would have been over $250 a point to go directly through Disney because of the limited supply that they had and how in demand Grand Floridian was. So because they went back on sale, we actually got an exceptional deal, I think, on buying Grand Floridian than if we had bought, decided to buy it just a few years before. Um, but yeah, through the resale market, it's uh, there are some of those... Uh, stipulations and limitations and so if you are on the fence about it if you can swing doing a direct contract i would generally advise doing that um but uh i know both of you have added on points um and so even now if i were to add on points at an older property through the resale market i would still be considered a disney vacation club member just that new contract i purchased would have those stipulations so that set of points if I bought at Boardwalk, I could only use at the original 14. I couldn't use that set of points at Riviera, but I could use my direct Disney points that I had purchased at Grand Floridian at Riviera. Um, Philander, anything you would add about the uh, resale market and resale contracts? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, Brooke did a great job of mentioning those like specifics. So really, it's for people yeah. that just really look into those extras that Disney gives. You know, saving money is one thing, of course, but think about the, you know, you know, we mentioned the Moonlight Magic and you mentioned the the annual pass, like really think about all those things, because most of us that are coming to use these points, like we would theoretically all use these extra perks. It's not necessarily just about staying on property. You know, it, that is one thing, but you're staying on property to go to the parks, you're going to be eating there. You theoretically going to be purchasing purchasing merchandise. You may be traveling when there is a moonlight magic party. You know, are you using tickets or that the annual passes that could come through? You know, vacation club. Like, there's so much more. So, saving money, yes, is one thing. Uh, but to really make an educated decision based off of what Disney offers, you know, those lounges are fantastic and add more value to your membership. Um, uh, so I de definitely did not want to, I didn't even know about the resale market when I first bought in, but even so I definitely believe I made the correct decision in joining it with Disney first and adding on is one thing, but even if you do add on, just be very hyper aware of the restrictions that just come with the points, you'll still get all of those great perks because you're a, you know, as Brooke said, a card carrying member or a blue card member, um, you'll still have those, but to just really do your research for resale because you're saving more, but getting less, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the reason the resale market exists, one one quick little thing, I, I topic of point of, uh, point of conversation I want to have is about um, kind of an exit strategy because this, you know, I don't think you should go into Disney Vacation Club looking to have an exit strategy. Um, but to be fair, the contracts at Riviera, for for instance, those those expire in 2070. So if you become a member at Disney Vacation Club, you're going to have Disney Vacation Club membership until the year 2070 at Riviera. So for a lot of people, that that's a long time. That's you know, you're, it's mm -hmm. almost 50 
years. Um, if you had purchased in the beginning, it's basically 50 years of membership. Um, and maybe you see the value for the next 20 years with your kids. But then after that, like you don't plan to go to Disney. Like you just go to Disney for your kids. Um, I don't think there's anyone listening to this show, but you know, you could be, <laughs> you could just be going for your kids or, you know, in, in my case, it wasn't so much about not planning to go to Disney because that's never going to be a thing. But, um, you know, what if that extreme situation happens where we like, we come into like serious financial turmoil for one reason or another. And now we're sitting on a contract that the great thing about it is it guarantees Disney vacations for us, but we still have those annual dues and the additional expenses that come with the Disney vacation. So long story short, um, if someone 15 down years, years down the line, 10 years down the line decides that Disney vacation club is no longer viable for them, or they, their kids graduated from college. They're not taking family vacations anymore, and they don't personally want to go to Disney anymore. Then, what are some of the what? What can you do with your membership at that point? So there is a um, there's a very active point rental market. Um, so in the short term, um, if you are, and we did talk about the poor value of using your points on things besides staying in Disney Vacation Club villas, um, like using them to book a cruise or to stay in a different type of hotel room, or you can even um, use the exchange, um, the interval exchange program and stay, you know, at a resort anywhere, many resorts around the world. Um, but Typically, you'll get better value by renting your points out. Um, so essentially, someone would use your point. Um, there are a lot of third-party uh, companies that will facilitate this process um, and contracts and everything. And someone essentially will pay you um, a certain dollar value per point to use your points. Um, either you'll book a stay for them. Um, you'll have a stay that you've booked and that you're renting out or they'll have an ideal stay that they're looking for um these companies facilitate that um but in the short term if you didn't want to use your points um you can typically rent them and for much more than the cost of your of your dues um i think it's it's often around 16 17 18 19 20 dollars a point um sometimes even more depending on where it is like grand californian is um that's a hot point rental market um so that is an easy way to um recoup some of your money in the short term um and then in the long term obviously um you can resell your contract and that market really ebbs and flows a lot um the resale resale contracts were really expensive um i think like about a year ago and recently they've been very inexpensive um so it kind of it kind of just comes and goes so using that point rental opportunity as a way to manage it in the short term and you know see if you want to ride out your you know however you're feeling on it um that that's always an option yeah it's definitely uh that's the thing i I found great about this is that you're technically sitting on a an asset at the end of the day. Um, that asset is not necessarily going to hold its value over those years, but um, there are cases where I'm pretty confident that anyone who purchased at Old Key West, if they decided to sell their contract within the last five years, made maybe you know at least broke even on their contract um, from their initial purchase, just because Old Key West is also a property that even being you know having fewer use years left still at in-demand property um 
but knowing that there are there's a market for resale contracts makes the purchase a little bit uh, less risky. Um, and that's why I also like to equate it to purchasing a car because when you purchase a car, the moment you drive it off the lot, it depreciates its value significantly and it continues to depreciate over time. Um, you know, Disney Vacation Club is not that same type of asset. It might depreciate over time, but a much slower pace. Um, there is some risk that it could go one way or another, um, but it's an asset that tends to hold its value. So again, I wouldn't go into this with the mindset of this being an investment. It's very much not. There are much, 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 much better ways to invest your money from a financial perspective. But from a purchase perspective, it is a pretty darn good purchase that you can make for your family and a great investment for your family. Um, investment in your family vacations, family memories, and uh, knowing that you'll be able to use your points and go to Disney year after year and spend time building memories together. And this kind of leads me oh. into, go ahead, Brooke. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I no, would yeah. also say um, that renting points can be a great way to um, test the waters too on DVC. Um, I need more points than I have. Um, and so I have, I have frequently had to supplement my year of stays with rental points. Um, and it is always, even when you're renting at, you know, $19 a point, you are still spending a lot less than if you were to uh, book that room direct through Disney. So um, it's a great way to try out staying in the villas and to still save some money. Members passing on savings to others is always great. Um, that's a really great tip. And I, I often hear that too. We actually did not do that. <laughs> Um, but it's a great piece of advice. And I know a lot of people do that when they're considering buying is just renting, seeing basically the value you're getting for the membership and then making the decision at that point if it's right for you or not. So that kind of leads me into some closing questions. This hour and a half of, of us discussing this, hour 45 minutes of us discussing this, is not going to be and should not be your only source of information. So I want to make that very clear. If this is your first foray into learning about Disney Vacation Club, um, please do not make a decision based off of this podcast episode. Uh, not because Brooke and Philander, you know, didn't do an amazing job. They did of like helping us to figure out if this is the right call or not. But because this is such a, you know, it is still a major purchase, so it's something that I encourage you to please do your homework, do your research, um, you know, think about it, run through the numbers yourself. Don't take my numbers earlier for, you know, for to be set in stone. That was an example that I had used just looking at the math myself. Um, but if you are thinking about it now, uh, I would encourage you to at least start the process with Disney Vacation Club to get more information um, and to reach out to a a guide uh you could go directly through disney vacation club directly to schedule a time to have a, a guide call you you can book that appointment online and schedule a very specific time um you can also reach out to you can reach out to me um or brooker philander um you know i'm sure one of a, i i definitely be happy to refer somebody to my guide um if they have any questions but if you have questions just in general feel free to reach out to the three of us but i do want to um you know, kind of close things out by reflecting on your membership. Uh, this is obviously very new for me, but um, Philander, I think you've had your membership the longest, you said 2007. So if 
you could go back in time to, I have two questions for you. If you could go back in time to 2007, right before you became a member, um, what would you say to yourself? Gosh, I I feel like I should I would have said buy more then, <laughs> only because <laughs> they um they the perks and things have changed over time, um, which is fine. They've always been very good about offering incentives, which is great. But as things you know just change and uh, adjust as the market changes and things like that, I remember. And obviously, they do not do this now. When we bought our first initial contract, uh, uh, I got a three day cruise out of that, which. Uh, which I mean, obviously that's fantastic, you know, to get a cruise. And I remember when I bought into, uh, grand California, they gave us this really amazing, um, beautiful artwork that was framed of like a concept drawing for the hotel, which is awesome. Um, and not that I'm upset that I've added on over time, but just knowing just how, you know, things change or there's like obviously slight inflation with going stuff. I probably would have bought more, especially knowing what I ended up having now. Um, it's harder to say, I think a lot of times, cause I was very um, young, not that I'm old now, but I was very young when I purchased. But a lot of times I hear from members that um, have only added on the last two years, three years or so that I've met that they wish they had done it back when I did it because, you know, they were, I think realizing all of those trips that they made over the years that they were just, you know, paying cash for or whatnot that they could have had for Disney vacation club and they just didn't know about it or, potentially we're frightened off because you know it has that timeshare kind of feel to it but it's not really one and they just didn't want to have to deal with it or didn't feel like they would get any serious value on it um but i think for me it was just buying more i have definitely not regretted it at all in the slightest uh and i think if you're someone who makes those trips either like you both said annually or biannually or you know uh, uh, at the very minimum you know two times a year it's something that you'll get a lot of value out of i've truly not regretted at all the things that i've the places that i've been able to stay you know my wife and i had a joke when we first started staying in those rooms to look up the cash value of the room that we were staying in for that time period just to really see because i think you know you're getting value but then when you look at oh this this stay uh during spring break would have cost me you know in cash you know eight grand you know in the type of room i have the hotel that i'm staying at and the time of year, you really understand that. And then, of course, looking to the memories I've made, I'm, I can only imagine, you know, the memories that Brooke has made with her family. And I'm sure she'll talk about those, but the stuff I've done with family and friends. And, you know, I remember taking my daughter on her first trip out there and we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge and had a Savannah view and the thrill that meant to her to see animals every morning, you know, looking out. And those are like things you just never forget. And, that has truly made me feel and see the value, even um, taking the money perspective out of it, uh, just the memories, all the photos and videos I have of uh, uh, all these great trips. And, you know, we stayed in uh, Granville at Animal Kingdom once that had uh, has a pool table in it. And we played, <laughs> we played pool one night, a bunch of us, and, and had a bunch of laughs and food and drinks. And, like, those are things that you just can't really attach money to. And, yes, of course – finances are involved in all of this but what you're getting out of in the long term is worth every penny really great answer um it definitely is one of the most emotional purchases you'll ever make um as a disney fan at least uh brooke i'll throw the same question over to you if you could talk to yourself right before you became members at boardwalk um what advice would you offer what would you say to yourself 
Yeah, I mean, same answer. Um, basically, to start with, I wish that we had bought more points, particularly because we added on just, you know, a year and a half later. And it would have been I wish that all of those points we had just done at Boardwalk initially. Um, and I would have loved if we bought even more. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, if you're um, I definitely think if you're your advice about buy more than you think you need is definitely wise if you can swing it. Um, and but then honestly, the I mean, I love the memory part. Um, you know, welcome home is what you'll be was what they'll say to you at every turn throughout your membership. And um, the boardwalk is it was always I'm an Epcot kid. Um, I always you know, we wanted it because of walking, being able to walk to that back entrance of Epcot. Um, and I didn't even know when we bought Boardwalk that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge would be built, <laughs> um, you know, just the same walking distance from our home resort. And we love Star Wars more than anything my kids do. It's like our most, you know, it's our most important memory to us. And so now that we have that there, it was like it was always meant to be. And my kids, they love, you know, they love their home the most. They love the other resorts, but Boardwalk is their home. Um, Boardwalk is being refurbished uh, and my kids, I have videos for year from babies all the way till now of them running down these halls with this um, Ferris wheel carpet pattern down the boardwalk hallways. And I was talking about the refurbishment and my son, um, he said, is the carpet going to go away? Aww. Is there going to be new carpet? And he actually burst into tears. And I said, but I'm sure it'll be beautiful new carpet, you know, and we'll have a whole new set of memories. But we really are so attached to these you know, to this place. And it really does become a second home. It makes you feel so comfortable when you're used to it. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I would never change a thing. Best decision we made for sure. And that kind of turns, this is a great answer. And that kind of turns us into my last question, which is speaking to the listeners who are on the fence. If you're listening to this podcast, you have to at least be interested in or curious about Disney Vacation Club. Um, so, uh, We'll reverse the order and I'll go to Brooke first. Uh, speaking to someone who's listening, who is a Disney fan on the fence about Disney Vacation Club, what would you say to them? Um, it's I mean, it's good to be it's good to be thoughtful about this. Certainly, I think you've done a really nice job of saying, you know, don't base that you can't base it on emotions at the end of the day. Um, you know, there is a big emotional payout on this, but at the end of the day, it is an important financial decision. Um, the one thing I just thought of that we hadn't mentioned that I want to point out too is yeah. um, taking a close look at um, these, uh, all of these different resorts do have, many of them have different end dates for the contracts. So our That's boardwalk right. contract ends in 2042, whereas some of them do go until 20. 70. So when you price out the cost of dues over the duration of that contract, for example, um, you know, there are different contracts that could offer you a different end date. And that could be a reason for you to that, you know, for you to go to Disney and say, hey, you know, I actually would be interested in not one of these three that are publicly available, but, um, you know, a, a resort like Boardwalk or somewhere that does have a contract that ends sooner. Um, so I mean, I would say for for Disney fans, Disney lovers like us and people who go regularly and want it to be a part of their families, you know, the fabric of their families, you know, lives and annual vacations, um, it, there's a good chance you will. There's almost a 100 percent chance you won't regret the purchase. Um, but I do think it's really smart to think really thoroughly about it working financially for your family. 
for sure. Really great advice. And thank you for bringing it up at the end here. That That is also very important. And if you're ever curious, you could always ask your Disney Vacation Club sales guide. They'll be transparent and tell you what the end dates are for these contracts as well. It's generally 50 years from when that resort first went on sale. Um, so you can sort of do some rough math as well if you go back and look those up. But <clears throat> really important to remember. Um, Philander, what would you say to uh, listeners who are considering membership? Um, uh, like you both so eloquently put, be thoughtful about it. Obviously, finances are finances and what you can manage to swing. But if you're already someone who is making those trips every year or other year, I usually say you're like 35, 40% there at that point. And I would suggest you go and talk to a, um, a, a vacation club guide, whether it be on your trip, because they have those, uh, the kiosks there where they could direct you to someone and it takes a little bit out of your time uh, to go and speak with someone. But if you're someone who's making those trips, you're, you've got your foot in the door. You've got your, your toe in the pond. You're like right there. So let them break it down for you and really find out if it makes sense. Um, Cause I think we're all spending the money or the finances taking these trips. And as an example, the three of us are just now allocating them into a different way of doing it is all. And for all, you know, as the listener, you know, it's something you, will also and theoretically wish you had done sooner when you find out the facts about it it's definitely not for everybody of course um but again if you're that person that's making those 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 trips um it's time to at least have someone explain it to you you know that can crunch the numbers you know you could they'll give you the right amount of um paperwork and stuff and things you can look over and decide it as a family and maybe it takes you a year to decide maybe it takes you six months um four years who knows uh but um, the emotional um, payback is fantastic. Not that, of course, people who are, you know, visiting without this vac- vacation club are not making memories as good as ours. That's definitely not the case. But um, this will definitely add savings to something you already love doing as it is. So it's definitely worth that 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 initial time. And as we mentioned before, they will certainly not pressure you into it. They're quite kind about it and are very gentle at breaking down what is expected financially of a membership, you know, and, um, or even like Brooke mentioned rent, you know, um, maybe if you're making that trip, maybe rent, uh, and do a one bedroom villa so that you can see what it's like to have those specific style rooms. Cause I know that was a huge thing for my wife getting to, you know, having the living room space, uh, the kitchen area, you know, and that it felt like something more, you know, than just like a potential standard hotel room that has the two beds in it. You felt like you were getting more out of it. So maybe it's changing it up on your next trip and doing a rental process or uh, the next time you're at Walt Disney World or Disneyland in California, uh, stopping by one of those kiosks to chat, you know, they get the fact that it's non-pressure, you don't necessarily have to sit there for you know, two hours or whatnot, um, helps, but surely, um, at least ask questions, you know, uh, get someone that can help explain it to you on a different level so that, um, you know, you make the correct decision. Excellent advice as well. I will, uh, you've both put in the emotional side of this too, which is really important. The other thing I'll add is in addition to reaching out to a Disney vacation club sales guide, I think I mentioned this before, but, um, worth reiterating, uh, reach out to members and ask them all the hard questions. Um, there are some important things that I know some members wish they would have done differently if they had purchased, not that they regret their membership, but they just would have, you know, really important thing for me, for instance, was 
I wanted a very specific use year, which is an advanced strategy beyond the scope of this episode, but I wanted a specific use year and I had to talk to other members to figure out what the right use year was. And then I communicated that with Elise. And although it was not officially like what Disney was offering, they worked some magic, moved some barriers and helped make that my use year because that really was contingent upon <laughs> becoming members or not was getting that for the ease of, of um, being able to bank and borrow points is really where that comes into the picture. Um, but ask all the tough questions, reach out to members. There are plenty of Disney Vacation Club member communities and forums online. So join those Facebook groups, read through those threads on online. I mean, really do your homework um, and talk to real members to, to help make the right decision for your family as well. And that includes the three of us. So speaking of which, I want to make sure people know where to go to reach out to you. Hopefully, you don't get flooded with DVC questions, but um, <laughs> Melander, where could people go to reach out to you? Um, definitely my Instagram is the easiest, which is my name and then uh, the letter C in 85. I definitely have no problems um, helping someone make that decision. I know as a member for so long what it could potentially mean for someone to you know, hear from you know, you, Matthew or Brooke or myself, and that helps them kind of, you know, get there to that space. And, you know, I'd be quite happy for them if, or even if they just, you know, ask the right question, then maybe it's not for them. Getting the chance to assist someone in, you know, finding out if it's correct for them is definitely worth my time. And I have no issues, you know, getting those hard questions about if it's right for you. So please feel free to reach out, you know, even if I don't get to you immediately, um, definitely would love to help. Absolutely. Brooke, how about you? Um, yep. Same for me. You can get me, uh, I'm most active on Instagram, uh, at Brooke G McDonald. That's Brooke with an E. Um, and I'm also on Twitter. Um, but more, you know, just sharing news, um, same Brooke G McDonald. Um, and yeah, I've been answering questions for years now about, um, DVC since I, we talk about it so regularly, um, on my Instagram as well. Um, I really regularly post room tours of different Disney, vacation club villas um more studios than the larger ones because that's where we typically stay but there are a decent amount of um the larger one and two bedroom villas and bungalows and all that kind of fun stuff on there as well um in my reels so that's a good place to check out some room tours well thank you both um people are welcome to reach out to me as well of course you all know where to go but i'll include links to brooke and philander's uh, accounts in the description of this episode but uh brooke philander thank you so much for taking two hours of your time to talk about just the <laughs> basics of disney vacation club but i really appreciate it and uh look forward to having you back on the show soon thanks for having us this was fun yes. always fun thank you so much Welcome back to Imagination Central. I really do hope you enjoyed this two-part discussion about Disney Vacation Club membership, and I hope that it helped to inform you a little bit more about some of the complexities and intricacies of Disney Vacation Club membership and some of the reasons why the three of us, at least, Brooke Philander and myself, really value being Disney Vacation Club members. If you have any other questions, as the three of us mentioned, please feel free to reach out to any of us. You can also reach out to 
any member in your community who you know and trust, I would encourage you to reach out to members you know and trust to learn a little bit more, to ask some of those tough questions and helping you to decide if Disney Vacation Club is right for you. And as I mentioned, if you would like to speak to a Disney Vacation Club sales guide, if you would like me to refer you to my sales guide, or you can also reach out to Brooke or Phil Lander, we are happy to do so. Um, no strings attached here, just wants to offer whatever support I can in helping you to make the best decision possible for your family. And I want to give a very special thank you to Brooke and Philander for coming onto the show and sharing so much information and so many great insights and personal stories about their Disney Vacation Club membership. But I, of course, want to turn this conversation over to you, the listener, and ask what other questions you have about Disney Vacation Club membership. And if you're currently a Disney Vacation Club member, I would love to hear what advice you would offer to anyone who is thinking about becoming a Disney Vacation Club member. You can send your answers and join the conversation by finding Imagination Skyway on your favorite social media channels. You'll find this question posed in a number of different places, including our Instagram page and our Facebook group. You can get links to both of those places over at imaginationskyway.com, probably the two best places to join our community, especially our Facebook group if you want to chat with other members of this listener community as well. But even if you're listening to the show months or years down the line, you could always tag me in a post or go into our Facebook group and resurface this question and continue that conversation there. If you don't already subscribe to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button no matter which podcast app you're listening to so you never miss an episode of the show. And better yet, if you have a moment to leave a rating or a review in that podcast app, it goes a long way to help this community out, especially those of you listening in Apple Podcasts or in Spotify. If you found these episodes to be helpful, if you enjoy the show, leaving a rating and a review can really help this community out quite a bit. And if you would like to take your love of Imagination Skyway to the next level and help support the show, keep the lights on for this podcast, definitely consider joining our Patreon group. This show would not be possible without our Patreon members, so I always want to thank our Patreon members. You can learn more about membership by going to imaginationskyway.com slash community and learn what perks and benefits and extra content are currently available with membership. As always, there are Uh, are lots of different perks you can unlock things like bonus podcast episodes streamable binaural audio that i've recorded from the parks that you can enjoy on the go as well as access to a private facebook community events and so much more again you can learn more about that at imaginationskyway.com community because the terms and conditions are subject to change depending on when you are listening to the show And if you're ready to go ahead and book a trip to Walt Disney World or to Disneyland or Disney Cruise Line or any other Disney destination, or if you just want to sort of price it out and plan it out and figure out when the best time to go might be, perhaps even if you want to try some of these Disney Vacation Club studios or villas, definitely consider reaching out to our travel partner, Magical Park Vacations. As with most travel agencies, this is a complimentary service that is offered to you. But this team is really an amazing team of travel agents that know Disney extremely well and are an incredible team at helping to plan out and book your Disney vacation and help discuss the options that are available to you. You can reach out to them over at MagicalParkVacations.com or find them on social media at MagicalParkVacations. 
And you might want to consider working with their sister company, The Park Planners, over at The Park Planners on social media and online. But they are a concierge planning service that do so much more than just plan and book your Disney vacation, but also help create a day-by-day itinerary, game day plan for you and your family that's personalized, customized for your family because they take the time to learn what your family is most interested in, what you are hoping to accomplish on your Disney vacation, and come up with an itinerary that is personalized for your family. They've created personal itineraries for my family in the past and do really an amazing job, especially if I'm traveling with extra people that I don't normally travel with, or if I'm just looking to try things a little bit differently than I've done in the past. They offer such great support and planning for your Disney vacation. Again, you can learn more about them at The Park Planners on social media and online. Last but not least, I want to encourage you, as I always do, to go after those hopes, dreams, goals, whatever they might be. If your dream is becoming a Disney Vacation Club member, if there's anything I could do to help you to learn a little bit more in making that decision or anything else I can offer for you or Brooke or Philander can offer for you, please feel free to reach out to us. Again, I can uh, refer you to my Disney Vacation Club sales guide. I am happy to do so. Elise is wonderful. And Elise, if you're listening, thank you so much for everything you have done for my family and helping to helping us to become Disney Vacation Club members. But whatever it is you are dreaming of accomplishing, go after those dreams today. Thank you so much for riding aboard Imagination Skyway. And remember, if we can dream it, we can do it. Contact Magical Park Vacations to book your next Disney cruise today. Visit MagicalParkVacations.com.